Welcome to the Stone Conversation podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Well, great to have you all listening this afternoon. We have a special guest in Marshall Cobb, the owner of Stone New Projects. Uh, Marshall's been in the project realm for about 20 years, specialising in the Sydney market. And I thought now would be a great time just to talk about what's happening in the Sydney real estate market, particularly with new projects, house confidence and, and where you see the market going. Marshall Cobb, good afternoon. Hello, Pete. How are you, mate? Very, very well. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. So, Marshall, let me just start. Uh, at the beginning of March, you put out a newsletter, as you do every month, Stone New Projects. And the title was What Now for Sydney Real Estate? So it was an interesting headline. It sort of captured my attention. Um, and as everybody knows, we've been through uh, a quite an unusual time for the last couple of months. But there are still some really good fundamentals in the marketplace uh, for people to buy real estate. How are you seeing Sydney real estate and in particular the, the project market, the new projects off the plan and, and newly completed stuff? Pete, it is, um, it's a very confusing time in Sydney real estate um, in the market at the moment, and I'm sure that goes for the country and, and really, I guess, the planet with this COVID-19. Um, you know, the, the, the big difficulty that people are having is understanding, you know, where, where's the market up to? Is the economy falling into a black hole? Uh, what's gonna, if that does happen, what's going to happen with property? And the pet hate of mine, which I wrote about last week, of course, was the all this conflicting data and and expert opinions that are that are in the marketplace. Now they're always there, as we know. Um, you know, since Jesus was born, economists and experts have, have never agreed on on future forecasts. But certainly with this virus situation, it, it's been a really, really confusing time. You know, some of the experts are saying the market's dropping 15%, some say 30%, and others say that it's, it's going up. Um, and, you know, my, my opinion really is to take a, a long-term picture of the property market because property is actually a really safe and simple investment if you can hold the property long-term. And, and I'm really getting cranky with all the conflicting information in the media. And, and that's, that's what's undermining the buyer's confidence. And so people who... I was just going to say, I'm sorry. So that's a really key point, long term, right? If you're going to buy and sell property in a year or two or three, it's risky. You've got to really be able to predict the market. No one's got the crystal ball. But if you're in it for the long term, which might be a full cycle, seven to 10 years, or, or let's just say for the sake of simplicity, if you're planning to hold a property for 10 years plus, in a market, a metro market, a global market like Sydney, you're going to be pretty safe, right? Irrespective of what happens. Pete, I think I think you'll be okay. You know, I, I don't know anyone who bought a property anywhere in Sydney and held it for more than ten years who who said that they made a mistake. Exactly. You know, in fact, I think they'd say they made a pretty good decision. And I think that people now who who can afford to and should be buying. Um, at the moment, are lacking confidence, and some are frozen with, you know, analysis paralysis, and in fact may never buy. Mate, that's not a good thing for their personal wealth or the economy at large. No, it's not, and I think the Australian government, through the GFC, um, and also now through COVID, have proven themselves, irrespective of who's in power, uh, 
to be really on the front foot and they address these things very quickly and it might not be to everybody's liking but our, our banking system is reasonably well protected, the country is reasonably well protected and as a result I think we'll recover um, hopefully very, very well from this. But the fundamentals underlying this market right now for people who might be thinking, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to put money somewhere and, and let's face it, superannuation is typically shares or you've got property trusts or you've got real estate like solid bricks and mortar stuff. So money has got to find a home somewhere. And when the stock market goes down or people uh, are in times of uncertainty, it finds a safe haven, right? So safety of capital in bricks and mortar, well, time tells a story. It's always been the case, correct? 100%, 100% peak. And if you look at the graphs after a GFC or, or after a market downturn, property tends to perform fairly well. Because there's always a flight to a flight to uh, safety of capital, and and property has the real basics. You know, it has a predictable income stream from the uh, from the rental market. Um, it, it doesn't just vanish overnight. You know, like some like some shares can. Good point. Um, you, you know, you've got some tax benefits as well when you're holding property. So that's why people just want to you know just move back to a nice, safe, sound, simple investment. I was having a conversation with somebody just yesterday from another state, from Victoria, uh, and they were saying, gee, the yields in Sydney are terrible on, on residential real estate. If you're investing in real estate to get somewhere between, you know, maybe 2 25 and 5% is low. And I said, look, the yields may not be as good as in other states or regional areas. However, capital growth over the longer period wins out every time. So you've got to balance the two up. Is, is that a fair assumption? Absolutely. Absolutely. And different investors who are at different stages of their investment life will look for different things. And, and some investment, you know, some investors are looking for yield and other investors are looking for capital growth. If you're, uh, you know, over the longer period, capital growth for me is always the winner because I look at the rental income as, as helping you hang on to that asset and, and helping to pay the bills and helping to pay the mortgage. But where you actually make the money is, is, an, is a big increase in capital value on the property. So capital growth is what I, what I tend to look for. But I do understand there's investors out there and they're, they're managing their yield versus capital growth. So it's always an interesting discussion to have with people. So for many people who might be listening to this podcast, Marshall, um, cost of funds, cost of borrowing at the moment is at record lows. I mean, somewhere just over the 2% mark is where you could borrow money for owner-occupied um, purposes. And if you're an investor, not terribly much more than that. And what you'll generally find when you do the calculations on the back of an envelope is that the mortgage repayments uh, very often are no more expensive, in a lot of cases cheaper, than rent, re rent repayments or rent payments. So cost of funds to buy a property in this market with some of the government incentives in place for first home buyers, et cetera, are excellent. Is that right? Is that what you're seeing with your buyers and your new project stock across the metro market in Sydney? Yeah, we are. We are. We are. I mean, the, look, the last the last six or eight weeks has been a little more difficult for the tenancy market, as we know, mm -hmm. uh, because some of the some of the tenants have had to look for some rental relief. But you know that's an anomaly. So, so put that aside and, and take a bigger picture view. You find that in Sydney, rental yields running between three and four percent. In fact, I just I just pulled up a couple of properties we have on our books at the moment, and and two of our projects we actually can sell in apartments. These these are finished, 
and they've got tenants in them. So we've got the two I pulled out, one in Meadowbank and one in Jordan Springs. Funnily enough, they both have the same gross rental yield, which is just a touch over 4%. So as you rightly said, once you pick up your rent, pay your mortgage and your rates and other bits and pieces, add in some tax deductions and some refunds, you know, these properties in this environment, they're, they're cash positive 50 to $100 a week. Um, which is very attractive to people. And, you know, if you've got a home mortgage as well as your investment property, you can add that extra money and that extra cash flow into your home mortgage, pay down some of that non-deductible debt, and, and really you've doubled the impact of the cash that you've received. Exactly right. Look, neither you nor I are financial advisors, but if anyone that is thinking about investing in property or buying their home, Getting great advice up front from your accountant, from a financial planner, from a property expert, comparing all that advice is a really sensible thing to do, correct? See, that is that is the most important thing. And if you're looking to hold long term, getting a good handle on your finances is critical. Everybody has a, what we call a committee, whether it's their accountant, their planner, their, their mortgage broker, their, their taxi driver. And I think if, if you're in looking to invest in property, Take the options to your committee and really, you know, get them to help you understand if things, if you don't have a tenant for a month, if interest rates start to creep back up, you know, what does it look like for your finances? Because you don't want to be holding a property for two to three years. You really want to make sure you can hang on for that long term. Exactly. That's that's where you'll make the good capital growth, as you say. Now, I've read a number of media articles over the last couple of months and it started with your newsletter at the beginning of March where you said your prediction is that the Sydney residential um, price uh, point will flatline pretty much until spring. And, and after that point, after September, you, you'll, you know, we will have uh, the COVID-19 thing under control, or nearly at least, and the market's going to pick up again, probably quite dramatically. Do you still, uh, do you still see that as, as, a, as a true prediction? Pete, I, um, I, I do, I do, I do. You know, there, there is downward pressure on the property market, um, but there's also some upward pressure. So the downward pressure um, and the big question mark really is, is unemployment. And when I wrote this newsletter back in March, we, we really had no time frame on how long we'd be in lockdown, you know, both us and the economy. So, you know, now we know we've come out probably more quickly than we all thought. Uh, you know, you're reading in the, new, in, the, in the media now, even the JobKeeper, even the government's surprised. So JobKeeper may not be needed for quite as long as they originally thought either. So, you know, there is some downward pressure um, with unemployment, but, but there's also a lot of upward pressure and support, certainly from the government. You know, they've sprinkled, you know, a lot of financial incentives around the economy. Uh, to, to keep people working and, and keep businesses going. Um, and, and just combine that with, with, you know, we spoke before, safety of capital, predictable income stream. Um, you know, we've got, this, we've got this low cost of funds. And the one thing I'm really seeing in the last week more than I've seen before is, is different agents we work with who have foreign buyers. And the foreign, you know, all of a sudden our, Exchange rate has uh, has made us look pretty cheap if you're if you're an overseas buyer. Um, there's a combination of upward factors. Sure, there's some downward factors. I think they're going to balance out, 
and I think we'll flatline till spring. And then what I know in spring is that there's in, in, actually in the system, in the planning system, there's, there's about 50% of the approvals coming through for apartments in Sydney, as we saw in the boom. So once spring comes, we're still going to have a lack of stock and a lack of new projects coming through the system. Um, we will see migration pick up again, uh, but but to get projects back in the system takes you know takes years to to rebuild that. So I firmly believe in spring there'll be the upward pressure will will really move the market in in, in upward direction. So. I tend to agree, and I mean, I think we've all re, uh, realised that with the easing of restrictions or, or the talk of the easing of restrictions, we're, we're probably going to come out of this a little sooner than everyone predicted, and, and hopefully uh, they won't need to impose any more restrictions going forward. But for those thinking about investing in real estate or those uh, you know who might be interested in all the depreciation benefits of buying something new and off the plan, clearly uh, you and your team at Stone New Projects have got a heap of stock around Sydney. Um and you mentioned before that you've got quite a bit of stuff that is already tenanted, so people could come and buy that with with a, a tenant in place and a rental income already there from from the day of settlement. Yeah, that's right, Pete. That's um, this is this is something we're rolling out fairly shortly. Um, I'm calling it rented new, and rented new came about because we had the boom. And we had the drop in the real estate market. So the last couple of years have been very quiet for, for the sale of new projects and, and where the pricing was. Mm-hmm. But the three years before that, we had a lot of stock um, under construction. And what actually happened was developers who couldn't sell some of their stock in the, in the lower market actually held on and rented it out. So there's quite a bit of stock around Sydney that's completed, that's less than two years old, that's got a tenant. And as we know, up until the COVID-19 came around, the market was, was, was actually on the upward swing again. Um, and so we started to put some of this property back on the market. It's been, it's been very well received. We're going to package it up in, a, in its own separate website and provide a heap of information to investors. The single biggest fear investors have, Pete, is will I find a tenant? So the number one fear is gone because we've actually got a tenant in these properties. But we will also be adding a whole lot of independent reports, like building reports, um, depreciation, condition reports, a, condi- a strata report, so we can see the financial status of the strata. Right. And, and then we can drill down to the cash flow so people can see exactly what are my rates, what are my council fees I'm paying, what's my landlord's insurance, what are my strata fees, what are my agent management fees. And investors can make really good decisions. Uh, they can know the exact cash flows and they can plan their affairs with, with confidence. And they can take all that information to their committee and, uh, and they, can, you know, they can make good decisions. Yeah, that's great. That's a very transparent process. And, you, and you've, of course, got uh, projects, I, I think, St. Ives, Meadowbank, Penrith, Jordan Springs, Castle Hill, and probably a few other places besides. And if people want any information, they can contact you or one of your team at Stone New Projects. Um, which is tremendous. Look, I really appreciate you being on the Stone Conversations podcast with us this afternoon. Marshall Cobb from Stone New Projects, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. 
While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating us on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to tune in next week for more information about buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.